So, Berto, we have an email from a fellow who wants to know our opinion on this. Uh, what do you say? We read the email. It's about misogyny and about his struggle with his internalized misog- his, his, his internalized uh, anti-women f- notions, and they're starting to come out oh, because wow. he's, he's having a hard time uh, uh, meeting women and, and getting a strong relationship. What do you say? That sounds fascinating. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. Who are you, Berto? My name is Umberto Castaneda, and I am an expert internet story commentator. The patron, anonymous patron, wrote in and said, Dear Dr. Honda, I recently became a patron of your podcast after listening to the episode titled How to Meet Women. You said many things that struck many chords with me as you dismantled the writer's issues regarding dating, sex, and masculinity. Berto, do you remember this episode? I did it by myself. Um, it was a while ago. I don't quite remember it. Well, in this episode, this guy wrote in. He was from the Middle East, I believe, and he was in the United States. And he he we went back and forth for a long time. And, and uh, he was having a lot of trouble meeting women. Mm. And he was blaming all of women. And, you know, he had oh, all that I typical, see. like... A talk that you see on the internet. Like what was that? That dude and the shooter in in California. You right, exactly. Yeah. Um, the Santa, I don't want to Santa Barbara. That. Yeah, that yeah, dude. the guy. Yeah. And um, you know, like women know they can control men. Women use their sex to to uh, manipulate men. They have all this power, and they're evil, and you know, just this, you know, or when I go out. I realized that it's always the bad boys who always get the girl. Right. So I'm going to be bad and I'm going to, you know, just all that just really strange talk. Right. But, but common enough where you're just like, wow, there must be a thing, you know, like either a echo chamber, a culture that promotes that idea or sort of a natural conclusion that you come to as a result of struggling or something. I, I mean, I have a theory about this whole thing. What? So um, what, what I think happens is, when we're growing up, when we're young, we're never told, hey, FYI, kids, some of you are going to have a really hard time with the opposite sex or the same sex, depending on your orientation. Meaning, you're going to see movies and you're going to see that like, oh, in the movies, people seem to like hook up and everyone likes each other and things seem to work out. And then you're going to try to emulate these things and they won't work out. Like you're going to try to say the same lines and people are going to call you creepy. You're going to try to like act a certain way that you saw in a movie and it's not going to work out. And and then you're going to need to know how to deal with that. But no one ever teaches you that, right? So we all grow up thinking we are going to be the main guy in all these movies that we watch and all yeah. these stories. And then what starts happening is you start now you're a teenager maybe and you start you like see okay People are hooking up. Oh, there's a dance coming up. And then you like might even get the courage to ask someone out. And I'm not just talking about guys, girls too, right? But like, because girls, in fact, they might not get asked out a lot. Some, some of all, uh, some girls may not get asked out at all. And, um, and so you, you might be this guy and you ask this girl out. She might turn you down or she might go out with you, but show no interest after that. And you start getting like really, like af- afraid of asking out or uh, Did this happen to you? About Is it. this based on your own experience? Not directly, but I saw I had many I had many guy friends that well into their 30s. Actually, I know a few still that are in their 40s that don't have a good game plan with, you know, the sex that they're attracted to. And um 
and I certainly saw it growing up. Um, I was, I like when I was young. Um, I I came into the whole dating scene late because I was a lot more into like video games and basketball. So I didn't really start getting interested in dating till I was like in ninth grade. You know, whereas some of my friends had started dating like in sixth grade. Um, and when I started trying to date in ninth grade, I I definitely had a couple of experiences where I was trying to do like, you know, what I think you should do because it's like these romantic movies you watch. And then it didn't work out at all, right? But then I, you know, then I got a girlfriend and then, I don't know. I started- During that time, did you conclude, oh, women are evil or... But, but here's the thing. With me, I, I, I got lucky that that didn't happen as much, right? I, I eventually had success. Yeah, but when you, you know? were struggling... Because no, I think I think I that's I think that's the crux of the issue. Right, but is I like, didn't fail enough to get to that point. Well, I don't think that's necessarily the answer. The answer is is you were socialized in such a way that that wasn't an option available to you. Because for me, uh, wait, wait, the what wasn't an option? That that um, notion that all of women, the race of women, are to blame for the fact that you were. Yeah. That you struck out with a couple of girls. Listen, I had in my house, right? My father would constantly berate the women presenters on the news, call them prostitutes, and would often say very, very demeaning things about women, minimize them, insult their intelligence. She, he told me explicitly that it's perfectly fine to hit a woman when I was younger. All these things. Wow. So you were given the opportunity. I was given the opportunity. But you decided not I, to go there? Well, A, uh, the whole like... Hitting women, I think, because of my grandma, I like. I think I I concluded that my dad was just like whacked on that front, and I went the whole opposite side, right? But on everything else, I just never got past a certain threshold of failure to where I would be so frustrated that then I'd be like, okay, maybe the problem is women, right? Well, good, good for you. I think that's the crux of the issue is that. Everyone, regardless of your gender identification, regardless of your sexual orientation, everyone gets shot down by someone at some point. And we reach a, a you know, a intersection in the road. And one of the paths is to go down a road of, of hatred of that entire gender or that yeah. entire group of people. Whereas there's so many other roads, like maybe my game isn't good enough, or maybe that wasn't the right person, or maybe it's not my time, or maybe I'm ugly. I mean, there's a lot of bad roads, like I'm, I'm too fat or I'm too ugly or I don't earn enough money or, you know, there's a lot of different roads that people go go down. And I think what's happening recently is as a result of two things. One, we have a general uh, misogynistic culture, uh, a sexist culture that influences, uh, you know, a lot of things. But we also have the internet, which for whatever reason just has a ton of people who, hate feminism and believe me as a person who is on the internet i get a lot of that and i think you know as a guy you go to the internet because you're upset you you know maybe you're just browsing or you're specifically looking for answers and there's this whole scheme uh, on the internet that will support the the path at the intersection that supports the idea of just like well women are to blame or or our society is to blame in 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 the way that uh, I don't know. It's just it's it's an interesting way of looking at it, I suppose. Now, so his email is actually quite long, and we're actually we don't have a lot of time. So, I actually wanted to read the whole thing, but we're not going to have time to do that. I sent he sent me a picture of himself. He's a good looking guy. He uh, when he was younger, he 
had a lot of those notions of a lot of misogynistic notions a lot and and he uh, went to college and took some like gender classes or something and had his mind blown and was like oh i can see the light now and he really turned himself around uh-huh. and then he started to date and he uh, he found someone that he was serious about and uh and uh we found a number of women that he was serious about over the years and they would always break up with him they you know every single he just said every time something would go wrong and i would i would get that text or that email or that conversation that says you're a great guy but i just don't feel it with you that you know there's no spark or something like that and he's like and i can't help wondering like and i'm falling back is what he's saying i'm falling back into misogyny you know in that episode how to meet women you coached a guy away from misogyny and I need you Kirk to coach me out of misogyny because I find myself ruminating on these ideas that like, like for instance, he says, so this is my issue, sir. If you would be kind enough to comment on it, I know that as you say, society is fucked and finding a partner takes time. And there are a lot of situational factors working against me. For example, I live in a rural area. I'm introverted, etc." But I do put myself out there a lot, and he does. When he, in a description of his email of his life, he, he puts himself out there a lot. Yeah. I realize it's biology and society that causes so much of their behavior, but the rejection and loneliness hurts more than ever. So, that's, so here's the first instance in his email where there's something worth confronting. Most of his email, he's, I think he's working it out. And in this sentence, he says uh, so much of their behavior. <laughs> and I think this is what we're getting at. You're seeing it as them. They're the other. You've, you know, you, what I say to him is, you know, in this email I've sent, it's like, you've come a long way, uh, but you're still seeing women as a whole, as a, as another group of people. Um, and the thing is, is women are just like you. They're, they just happen to be the gender that you want to be romantically and sexually involved with, but they have the same feelings. They have the same insecurities. They have the same, uh, you know, tendency to be hurt, the same vulnerabilities. When they study groups of men and women and they try to differentiate men and women by their personalities, they can't tell the difference. Men and women's personalities vary so much uh, in, within their gender that we can't tell based on someone's personality, we can't predict whether or not they're men or women. We, you know, you study someone's personality, you don't know if they're a man or a woman, how they identify. You can't predict whether or not... So people, men and women are almost virtually identical, when, especially when it comes to personality. Contrary, not only to uh, just like general beliefs, but even beliefs within our field. You know, men are aggressive. Women are aggressive. Men are introverted. Women are introverted. Men are emotional. Women are emotional. So, uh, you know, there's all that kind of stuff. So I think that when you see it as them and they are the other, then that's not going to help. Um, so, so that's the first thing I'll say. Right. Um, so going on with his email, he says, this pattern of rejection has been extremely consistent, easily a dozen women in the last two years. I know that there is no magic bullet to a happy life, and I'm grateful for what I have, but some things really piss me off. I've had some impulses lately that have caused me concern. This first was while I was out with a friend at a pub and I watched one of those player types work a group of women. I wanted to walk over and punch him in the face and yell at the women and tell them that they were idiots for falling for his shit. So just chiming in here, 
So this is, I hear this from a certain class of guy, these stories about like, I was out and I saw this guy work in the room, you know, he was just like, he was, you know, being that asshole that, you know, was being an alpha male, you know, there's all that alpha beta male talk on the internet. But, but this is what I was saying before, which is that, so that's not what we see in movies. So in movies, what we see is that there is this quote unquote alpha male work in the room and the viewing audience and John Cusack sees through it. But John Cusack is able to show up in just the right trench coat with the right song. And but the have girl you falls for it. Great movies. But have you ever seen that? We've, you and I have been out a lot in our life yeah. together and otherwise. Do you ever see like a guy working the room? In yeah, the- dude, that you don't understand. When when you are not in... So I have fr- I have these friends. These I have people that I've had in my life, that, some of which I'm still friends with, that have this struggle and it's real. And I'm not saying that women don't, but I, I know that guys do. And I, I almost see like... You know how there's, there's a, a kind of woman that sort of hates men? And they say, oh, men are all pigs. Men are all these things. That's sort of like the other side of this, this unfortunate coin. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, and yeah. Men, they only want sex. They only want sex. Blah, blah. They, they're yeah. deadbeats. They don't have emotions. Right. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, what this guy sees is he probably saw a guy, you know, trying to do what guys will do is like they're trying to impress the room to try to see if they can get something, right? And he is frustrated because he wants to do that. And he's like, wait, how can you fall for that asshole? Like, what about me over here? I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy, right? Yeah. But, but this is all a, a mirage because it's not about nice and the, it's like, People, humans, are interested in interesting things. Yeah. And when we make ourselves interested or interesting, others might take an interest. Right. But it's not trivial. And some pe- I mean, like, man, some people have it hard. Right. Now, I don't know this guy who is working the room, but he he's probably just like us and just like the patron who's writing in that he wants closeness and intimacy and, you know, he wants sex too, just like women want sex. Yeah. But he also wants... Someone to love, someone to love him, someone to be close to, someone to talk to at the end of the night. So, and he's just going, if he's truly hitting on these women, he's, he's, that's just his way of trying to get that kind of relationship going, you know? So, uh, when I was in high school, so I have a friend that you know, who is a common friend of ours. And when I was in high school, I watched this person uh, you know, pull these moves or whatever, and he would always get the girl, right? And I would sit there and I'm like, wait a minute. I, I In my head, I'm like, wait a minute. Do, do they not see? Because I know my friend. I know he's sort of full of shit from what he's saying right now. Do they not see through that? And I was this person. I was sitting there going like, what? what, what is the deal? Because in high school, I had a, a, a messed up perspective about like what it means to try to date and what it means to try to go out with someone. In my mind, it was like, I thought I'm supposed to like recite some poetry and take them in my mom's car to Sherry's and that's a date. And (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And, and I had no understanding. No one trained me. No one taught me. No one gave me tips and truth. Yeah. And now luckily I didn't go down the route. Right. And so, so the, the, the the moral of the story that I had when I was growing up was, isn't love funny? <laughs> you know, is isn't dating funny, you know, and sometimes there are tragedies, and, but, but isn't it funny? You know, aren't people funny? But you were able to date and hook up. Well, I'm not going to go into specifics, but I, I'm just saying that like, again, when I reached that intersection in the road, yeah. not once did I, I don't remember anyway, feeling like women, right? you know, and, and I, those I, alpha males and right. how can they fall for that shit? I, I find that. 
it, it's an interesting perspective that either emerges naturally or is encouraged by misogynistic echo chambers on the internet. Now, he goes on to say. But there was no internet back in the 80s. Right. So that, so, it, so it was around, but I feel like it's, it's, it's been around. I feel like it's more prevalent now. But the pickup community has been around for a long time. Anyway, before the internet. Okay, he goes on. The second incident happened when I was reading uh, a woman's Plenty of Fish profile. So Plenty of Fish is like Mash.com. Yeah. She was my age, educated, and attractive. She complained that there were no good men out there, and I almost fired an angry message at her asking how many good men she sent a text like the one I described uh, that I get from women. I would never do this, but it really scared me and made me wonder how much progress I've really made. So, But he could say, in fact, he's sort of saying there are no good women out there, right, ironically. Right. So They're so, both doing a wrong thing. Right. So, right. So, the, the, again, the, why, the, the, the intersection, so he reads this thing, and she, he's reading his profile, and there's this attractive woman or a woman, and she's like, there's no good men out there. Well, when I read that, I think she's been hurt a lot. A lot of men have hurt her feelings. That's where that comes from. Right. No good men are out there. That must be because she's been hurt a lot. But what this guy sees, because of an indoctrination or some kind of echo chamber, some kind of like influence into a mindset, is my guess, is he's like, I want to yell at her and tell her, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm transferring onto her all those women who have hurt me in that way. Now, the, the bottom line here is, uh, he, he actually provides a quote that I want to provide here. He says, uh, I think maybe the pain has gotten to the point where I want to revert to that angry masculinity because there was something so comforting about it. Maybe it is, as Hunter S. Thompson said, he who, he who makes a beast of himself gets rid of the pain of being a man. It's just great. You know, I just love this, this patron. So I just want to say this, this quote is just so apt. Hunter S. Thompson, he who makes a beast of himself gets rid of the pain of being a man. Mm -hmm. So I think that's exactly right. He says, I've gone back to the same therapist and we will be going through a lot of therapy, blah, blah. blah. Here's what I'll say. Patron, you're in pain. That's clear. Your pain is 100% justified, and your anger is justified. It's okay to be angry, but as long as you see women as them, it's going to be difficult to manage that pain. Just, just you know, if you want to blame someone, blame the women who actually hurt you. Blame those individuals, but don't blame them for that. Right. You know, it, it, you know those, those women, they hurt your feelings. Be, be hurt. Be angry. Be upset. You know, talk with them. Say, hey, you hurt my feelings. But don't blame all women. Not all, hashtag not all women, you know. Just as many men have hurt women, uh, you know, you know, many, many men have hurt women. I guarantee you as many women, as many women have hurt men, men have hurt women. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no, no gender has hurt the other one more than the other. Right. You know what I mean? Everyone hurts each other and loves each other, you know, so... Uh, but the main thing is that I'll say to you, patron, is you're grieving and you're in pain. So be in that hurt, you know, live in that grief. Talk about the grief. Talk about the hurt. Uh, you're talking with me in this email about it. Get support for that hurt. You're in pain. 
And when you don't have an outlet for that pain, you'll start to go in these directions. And there's nothing wrong with going those directions because it's a part of grief. Anger is a part of grief. But I'm detecting maybe you're not getting enough support for the amount of pain that you're going through. You know, cry about it. Lean on someone's shoulder. Tell your war stories to people as you are in this email. Get support. And also, the last thing, stay away from the fucking internet, which is for some reason filled with a very narrow sliver of humans who hate women. <laughs> you know, there's for the, the proportion of people on the internet, at least the traffic or the people who put themselves out there on the internet who are misogynists and hate feminists and uh, the, the proportion is so much greater. I mean, in my world, in my non-internet world, I know of nobody who's misog- who's like that sort of overblown misogynistic person, you know? On the internet, I would say every other person I interact with is one of these people. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, now, you know, I'm maybe exaggerating a little bit, but I'm just saying that, like, it's it's a huge problem on the internet. So... That's what I'll say. Berto, what do you have to say? Yeah. You know, uh, movies in the 80s, like uh, John Hughes movies, they touched on this constantly, right? You, every, almost every one of those movies had the, the lead actress falling for the jock, and the jock was an ass, and the main guy was sort of nerdy. He was, you know, the good guy. And in the end, the girl finally saw the right thing and fell for the good guy, the nerdy guy. Um, and that set a lot of expectations for people. But in reality, like, there are, there are these harsh realities about the world. Like, um, do you actually have the right haircut? Do you dress the right way? Are your interests aligned with the kind of people you want to date? Are you finding people that have interests in your same area? And, and when you don't, you're actually going to have these failures. You're going to have these repeated failures. Um, and it's, it's sad, maybe. I don't know if it's sad, but it's real. Like if you don't look a certain way, if you don't talk a certain way, if you don't have certain kinds of interests, you're not going to get along in a long term with many ranges of people. And that no one tells you that. Everyone's like, you should be you and the world will, will accept you. But that's, that's not actually quite right. The world doesn't accept you for you. You have to put on acts if you want to enter different uh, parts of the world. Yeah. In conclusion, I'll say that, patron, you've come a long way and you're very wise and you're you're struggling in all the right ways. And I see that I predict that things will be fine for you. And I, I wouldn't, you know, you're noticing your impulses. Just chalk it up to the pain of grief that you've been through and uh, keep going down your path. I'm confident that you'll get there. A little suggestion, you're, you're going to seek therapists from a CBT therapist you were mentioning. I might, if that doesn't work out, I might recommend a relationally oriented therapist, maybe even a woman therapist if you haven't already. Um, that that might accelerate things a little bit. But uh, and the other thing is, is when it comes to dating and finding a soulmate, you know, it the reason why every other song is about love and about losing love and about getting love and about you know, the reason why that is is because love is difficult. The other thing is, this is, you know, in your email, you're talking about how desperate you are for love and for a good relationship. Once you're in a good relationship, the pain doesn't end, you know, like 
the the pain will just be something new. You know, you'll you'll be if you find uh, a stable relationship, your soulmate, you'll be emailing me about <laughs> all the pain that that person is putting you through. Yeah. So life is pain. You know, <laughs> that's the thing. Like there's a there's pain in life, and uh, you know, so don't idealize relationships. Is the right. thing. You know, by all means, seek out relationships and people to love you and to to have attachments with, but don't put spousal relationships up on a pedestal as if it's like the end all be all to life no. because it's a wonderful thing, but it's not necessarily going to solve all your, all your attachment needs. Right, bro. Yeah. He should find a society of a sex positive culture club. Yeah. And go and have some fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, they, they, uh, well, you could have similar issues there, I suppose, but <laughs> the, um, yeah, so uh, that's what I'll say about that. Let me know how things are going, patron. Uh, everyone, thanks for uh, joining. Now, we I wanted to have more time. We didn't have time, but I wanted to go more into like toxic masculinity. If you want to learn more about that, listen to the other podcasts in which we talk is about it, that. Is that a cologne I could wear? Yeah. <laughs> toxic masculinity. Man, I can really smell your toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah, all the ladies like it. <laughs> Um, that does it for that episode. Thanks for joining us out there. Please take care of yourself because you deserve it.